0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Kells, episode 434 coming to you on June the 12th. That's a Monday, second week of June, or shall I say the second full week of June? All right. So in case you haven't heard, uh, we showed up, we delivered the, uh, two seats we needed to hold in the, uh college board race were held and held significantly, which is uh, refreshing. Still don't understand how we lost one of those races, but we we have a 4-3 majority and uh, hopefully they'll start working now to increase that next go round. And hopefully the folks that are uh, amiss over our whiffs. On the school board races will come up with a new plan. Oh, wait a minute. That's part of my job. Oh, in any case. <laughs> so before we go any further into the show, let me remind you, if you are a fan, if you appreciate what we're trying to do here at According to Kells, and when I say we, I mean me. Uh, do me a favor. Do me a solid like, share, and subscribe to this here program. Follow me on the social medias. Join the group. We have an According to Callus group on Facebook. We're there as long as we can get away with it. Ladies and gentlemen, it also shows up over at YouTube for how long? Don't know, but we're going to keep using it until we can no longer use it. And I visit MeWe on occasion, and I am on Gab. And strangely, there appears to be two different versions of Gab. I don't know which is which, but I post in both. (laughs) Boy, what a wonderful world we live in, right? We got more social media than we know what we can do with. And apparently, there's something called Brighteon and Rumble that I'm supposed to be checking out. So we will look into that going forward. The biggest thing I want to do is avoid going into the bubble. You see... Politics is all about the bubble, and if you're in your bubble, you don't know what everybody else is thinking, saying, and doing, and that leads you vulnerable, vulnerable. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, and that's actually how I would explain what happened this go-round, <clears throat> but there we go, a circular logic. Nevertheless, here we go, on with the program. Speaking of circular logic... We're going to talk about the circular firing squad. For those of you that don't know what that is, that basically is the quickest and easiest definition of what goes on in the Republican Party on a recurring basis. We spend more time fighting amongst ourselves and abusing each other and rooting each other out than focusing on the enemy at hand. So. I guess lesson number one, if you will, in the circular firing squad when dealing with that problem is know who your actual enemy is. Now, I feel like I need to say this again and again and again. Moderates are not our enemy. Moderates are people that don't have the same, uh, how shall I put it? affinity for individual liberty as you and I. They see more to be gained from some order than you and I may. They're not our enemy. They are, in fact, our friends, and we need to learn to work with them. We need to educate them to understand where we're coming from, and maybe they'll change their mind, or maybe they'll at least recognize the value that we bring to the party. And by the party, I mean the battle that is always playing out between progressives and everybody else. Strangely, though, it seems as if those that want to push the party, the Republican Party for the right, find the best way to do that is to purge the moderates. And I'm here to tell you that will backfire because you cannot win a race if you don't bring the moderates along for the ride. It does no good to have the most right candidate If they can't win a single race, sometimes that means you have to accept somebody that's less than a perfect match for, oh, I don't know the, (sighs) I can't think of a good example. (laughs) They're not right enough for you, but here's the thing. If you hold the city council, you hold the school board, you hold the legislature, you hold whatever, and you've got people right of center and you carefully replace the establishment sellouts, and you carefully work with the moderates and then you encourage them, you get more wins. You get bigger wins. But if all you do is beat up on the weaker link, the weaker uh, vessel, if you will, um, you're just weakening your own position. Now, I know there are a lot of establishment hacks that pose as Republicans and pose as conservatives. Those are the people that spend all their time punching to the right. They, they put out platitudes and want you to understand the plight of those on the left, but they're busy punching right. What well, I'm going to suggest to you is we need to punch left. We need, we need to not worry about our moderate brethren. We need to not worry about somebody that doesn't perfectly align with us on the right, but we need to look at and fight back against the progressives the wackadoos, the crazies, these people that want to, I don't know, indoctrinate your children, uh, cut off body parts that are perfectly functional, not treat people that have um, let's call it friendly uh, mental issues that need treatment, not treat them, but instead make things worse for them long-term. Not a good idea, but yet Those people are defended all the time by our establishment. That is a problem. Okay, so that also means that we have to be willing to nuance to the right. There are people that are to the right of me. There are people to the right of most people. And they're not necessarily our enemy. Now, some of them, some of them, for lack of a better phrase, they want their own oligarchy. They want their own caste system. They're effectively progressives that agree with us more often than not. That's not an outcome I want. I don't want an authoritarian regime. I don't want to go down the road of Chile, right? I don't want to follow what went on in Spain, though I think if we look at what they were dealing with, they could have atheistic communists or they can have authoritarian Catholics. I think Spain maybe made the lesser of two evil choice there. You decide. But again, we need to know who we're working with, who we're dealing with, and what can we agree upon and how can we work together? How can we push back uh, against the crazy? Now, you need not look any further than what our friends over at the SBC are dealing with right now. Apparently, A pastor that wrote a really mm, hot-selling book now decided that he is capable of reinterpreting the scriptures. Yes, he knows better than all of the people that came before them, and 2,000 years of teaching and tradition should be thrown out because he somehow found the secret key to all understanding that Paul taught the wrong thing, James taught the wrong thing, Peter taught the wrong thing. Clearly, he knows better than the rest of us. I mean, and he's buying ads on social media justifying upending the entire order of things because you'll excuse me if I don't find that very encouraging yet we're supposed to allow this attack to go on we're supposed to pretend this guy's still on our team clearly he is not now for those of you that don't know the same guy is a member of the world economic forum this same guy hangs out with Klaus Schwab. this same guy uh, does not really care about You and I and Christians, he is caring more about his ego, his appearance. My opinion, because like I said, once again, this is my show. It is named, according to Callus for a reason. And that's why you're here, hopefully. All right. Next step here. We got to remember that we're a team. And sometimes... People on the team let other people down, but they're still on the same team. You have a catcher in baseball. He may or may not be the best batter, but probably the best guy at handling a ball and whipping it back to the pitcher. Does that guy become less valuable or more valuable? I don't know. I don't know if about baseball to even justify whether or not that's a good analogy. But I'm pretty sure you can't play the game of baseball if you don't have somebody that's good playing catcher. But that catcher may not be a quality first baseman. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't be on your team. Follow with me here, folks. We need everybody on the team. We need everybody on the team focused on defeating our enemy, which is the other team. Now, I know a lot of my friends, a lot of my allies, feel like... There are people on our team that are undermining us all the time, that are working against us, and quite frankly, are actually cheering for the other team. And that may be true, but we have to be a lot more careful in determining who these people are before we mm, remove them. Because you could, you could cause more problems than it's worth. Now you're asking yourself, well, what do you mean? As I said, remember... There are moderates. They're legitimate people. We need to hear them out. They're on our team. They are different than the progressive establishment that poses as conservatives. They are different than the progressive establishment people that say they respect your liberty. Those are an entirely different situation. And oftentimes, they like to blend in and pretend they're moderates. They like to sell us on the idea, well, we're just really moderates. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But for every... Oh, I don't know. Who's a, who's a good moderate? Hmm. Bob Dole. For every Bob Dole you've got, you've got six Mitt Romneys. Think about that. Bob Dole didn't have to be the hardcore right guy, but he was on our team more often than not. For those of you wondering who in the world Bob Dole is, you need to go look it up. That's all I'm going to say. But he was one of the last World War II vets to serve in the Senate. And he was a solid Republican, as the word go, and he didn't always toe the company line. He wasn't always hard right on things, but he was always on the team. He remembered whose team he was on. He didn't turn around and sell us out like Mitt Romney. So Mitt Romney is indeed the Campbell who's got his nose underneath the tent. He is indeed. The Trojan horse. He is indeed a big problem. And thankfully, he will probably be primaried, maybe even successfully this go round, and he'll be dealt with. This is not a good guy. This is not a guy we need to embrace and pretend is a good guy. I mean, I know a lot of people that bought that story hook, line, and sinker a little over 10 years ago, but man, why? Why? I mean, Paul Ryan's been selling us out since he got out of the Congress. Mitt Romney is doing the same thing and he's still in the Congress. Yet we tolerate it. Why? Because we're afraid we can't do any better. Well, maybe, maybe not. But a guy that's not with you when it matters isn't a guy that's on your team. A guy that spends most of his time poo-pooing, dismissing any concerns of the right is not on your team. Think about it. Now, as all this unfolds around us, They're already drawing up the battle lines, right? You're either pro-Trump or you're anti-Trump. Well, I'm ambivalent on Trump. You're either pro-DeSantis or you're anti-DeSantis. Well, you know, to be quite honest with you, kind of ambivalent on that guy too. Now, does that mean that I don't think Ron DeSantis is a great governor? Yeah, actually he is because he's forcing our governor in Texas to pay attention and hopefully do better things and more things to help our state and protect it. I know it's embarrassing for the state of Texas to have everybody looking to Florida for leadership that should be Texas's job. It was Texas's job, but again, we have a whole lot of establishment hacks that are all over the Texas house that pretend to be moderates, but in the reality, they're not they're They're not good guys. they don't have the best interests of Texas or the Texians or Tejanos in mind when they do the things that they do. You need not look any further. Than the Speaker of the House. Go look into that guy. Find out what he does and why he doesn't. Find out how things work there. I mean, if you if you doubt me, <laughs> go talk to your own state rep. Go talk to your own state senator. They could probably tell you more about it than I ever could dream of. They know how the game works. They see what goes on. And they have to play. They have to go along to get along to a certain extent. It's part of the deal. It's politics. You don't get everything you want the first go-round, but you got to fight and fight and fight and keep moving the ball and shifting the Overton window and try and get something better. Now, it pains me that it took eight years to get what is a quasi-constitutional carry bill across the finish line, and interestingly enough, they did nothing this year on that. Also, interestingly enough, there just happened to be a number of these uh, mass shooting events that happened right before or during this session, as if to say, well, we, we were afraid we can't do anything more to recognize pre-existing, constitutionally guaranteed God given rights of the people of Texas. But again, it's better. It's better than what it was 10 years ago. And I, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to, um, you know, fight people over it. But if you go and restrict it, if you go the opposite direction, now we've got a problem. And I don't know anybody, well, I'm not aware of anybody in Collin County that would support any further restrictions. That They've gotten it this far. They need to move a little bit further. They know they can't do it this time. Well, hopefully two years from now, we'll be back and they'll get something done. Hopefully. But really, the big issue, the biggest issue, in my opinion, is the border. You don't fix the border, elections don't matter. Yeah, you can say if you don't fix the elections, elections don't matter. That's true. But even if you fix the elections, but you don't fix the border, you didn't fix the elections. Those are the two defining items of the future of the state of Texas. And if we don't get our act together and we don't address it right here, right now, and stay on the same team and remember who our enemy is and keep working on it, as it unfolds, we're going to see... (laughs) The future destruction of Texas. The future unraveling of that which made Texas special. We got to remember who's on our team. We got to work with the people that are on our team. We got to be willing to negotiate, but keep moving to the right. Keep securing the border. Keep improving the security of elections. Keep... (laughs) recognizing and expanding, uh, gun ownership rights. And while we're at it, yeah, we need to be willing to fight for the right to vote on whether or not we support our own independence. Now you can be against the independence movement. You you can be anti-Texit, but you have to be willing to say the people have a right to be hurt. I mean, you can't say you support a representative republic, if you don't believe that we ought to be able to vote on this, keep it in mind that it's a referendum that has no teeth. it's it's not binding. it's just a way to measure the support. And right here, right now, we've got to keep moving that forward. Why? Because if we don't, we're losing ground. If we don't, we're falling behind. If we don't, the other guys will take the initiative. Again, remember, we got to stay on offense. We play defense all the time. we got to be on offense. And if you're moving forward and you're pushing a declaration of our own independence, if you're pushing for better protection at the state level for the borders, if you're pushing on activating and approving independent protection services to buttress the border's uh, guard, you're doing the right thing you're going the right direction because lord knows the us government isn't interested in protecting texas and honestly i have my doubts that there's certain leadership in texas that's interested in protecting texas but if we the people let our re- let our representatives know that this is what we want and this is the highest most important thing they'll pay attention they'll act they'll improve the situation because Honestly, at the end of the day, they just want to win their own re-election. They just want to go back. And the majority of the people that are there, they do all right. You know how I know that? Because they get reelected. Because if they were terrible, we'd get rid of them. Now, I know there's a whole lot of people that are really upset about something that happened a little over a week ago. And I'm going to be at a meeting tomorrow night. Or I guess technically it's tonight, right? (laughs) Keep forgetting. Monday night, we're going to be talking all about what went down. And how that impeachment process was perhaps done incorrectly. How perhaps they've set us up for yet another fail. If the guy legitimately did things that violate his duties that violate the law, then you ought to follow the law. You ought to follow the Constitution if you're seeking to punish the guy. And if you do it wrong, one would suspect maybe you did it wrong on purpose. That's not a good idea. If you want justice, it has to be a legitimate process justice. If you want the right thing and the right outcome, it has to be done the right way. Here's the other thing to remember, though. Those that seek to take power, those that seek to manipulate power, they don't care about following the rules. They don't care about doing it the right way. And sometimes that puts us in the awkward position that we're defending people that maybe don't deserve our defense, but we want it done the right way always done the right way i remember distinctly being in a conversation with extended family and they wanted to they wanted to string up oj simpson oh he's guilty he's guilty i'm like well actually he hasn't gone to court yet and in the united states we treat everybody as if they are innocent until they're proven guilty and the way they're proven guilty is by a jury of their peers Now, we've got a very jacked up process. We've got a very jacked up system where we're indicting the former president in courts that absolutely hate the guy, in jurisdictions that absolutely hate the guy. So let me ask you, how is that guy getting a fair shot or a jury trial of his peers that aren't biased? Well, it's not going to happen. This is a giant can of worms we've opened up. And we're going down a road that we may not be able to ever come back from peacefully. So be careful what you wish for. I mean, there are a number of people out there, they hate our AG. I don't know why. I don't necessarily agree with them. I, whatever happened, happened. I, I don't know the details. But you don't get to break the law to punish somebody that you're saying broke the law. That's not Right. But those that are in power don't care. They only care about staying in power. And we need to remind them that they don't get to stay in power if they're going to ignore the rules that are on them. It's part of the deal. You get to be in power so long as you do it the right way. And it's a sad situation that even in Texas, we ignore those rules. And we ignore them at our own folly, at our own cost. And I'll say it again, if we're going to open up this can of worms, what's to prevent the state of Texas from hauling in every bureaucrat that is a federal employee and putting them in up on charges, violating the constitution. Well, that might be fun. That's not something I'm wanting to see yet. That's that's not a road I'm willing to walk down yet. But that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. And then when you've got former or current members of the administrative state that are ignoring legal directives put upon them to do things and nothing happens to them, why would that make me feel good about our... <laughs> judicial system? Why would that make me feel like there's any justice left in this country? And You know, I, I suspect that's what they're looking for. They, they want to rile up enough people on the right. They want to push enough buttons on the right that we'll finally react. And when they do get what they want, which is us reacting, boy, those lockdown shutdowns are going to come down like a million miles an hour and a hundred thousand kilotons of power just unleashed on us because we did something that they don't like okay again be careful what you wish for because we're in the middle of the circular firing squad in Texas right now we're busy fighting amongst ourselves we've forgotten who our enemy is and we're busy punching right when we ought to be punching left we're busy not or we're busy ignoring the nuances on the different factions on the right and fighting amongst ourselves rather than dealing with the progressives that seek to destroy that which makes Texas special. That was the preservation of Texas at this point. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm encouraging you, don't fall for it. Remember whose team we're on and what we're doing. And with that, I'm going to cut it short. Enjoy the rest of your evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back. And until then, I will see you. On the other side.